1 Peter 1, verses 3 to 6. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer, um, suffer grief and all kinds of trials. Welcome to Debbie DeVries Ministries. Now, Peter is the one who is writing this letter, and he's writing it to a group of Gentiles and Jewish believers that were scattered throughout the, uh, the Roman Empire. And it was a letter that was to be circulated amongst all the different churches. Why? Well, the letter was written to the churches because they were going through a, a tough time, uh, and they were going through a time of suffering and perse persecution, and it was only going to get worse. The writing was on the wall, so to speak. Now, the letter was written while Nero was the leader of Rome, and oh boy, what a leader he was. He hated, he hated the Christians. Nero's persecution devastated the Christian community in Rome. Uh, how? Brace yourself, my friends, uh, because, for example, history tells us that Nero burned Christians alive as torches to light his garden at night. He would also feed Christians to wild animals for public entertainment. It's also recorded that Nero beheaded the Apostle Paul, and eventually he actually hung Peter, the writer of this letter, upside down on a cross. He crucified him upside down. And those are just to list a few of the horrible acts that, that are recorded. But you see, it's Peter, he's writing a letter during this time, and he's writing this letter of hope, because that's what it's called, a letter of hope. And he is aware of what's happening in the political climate of Nero's reign, and he's very aware of the suffering that the, Christian, the Christians were enduring, but also what they were going to endure. He was very aware that he himself would more than likely lose his life violently. Why? Why? Because he was unwaveringly preaching, professing, and lived believing the truth. And the truth was that Jesus Christ was crucified, that he died, but Here's the thing, the but, he resurrected. And because of that, there is hope. And the recipients of this letter, they needed hope. Peter is in fire. Uh, let me say that again. Peter is on fire about Jesus, and he is on fire for Jesus. And Peter stayed on fire right up to the end of his life. He was beaten. He was flogged. He was jailed. He feared for his life, and yet he remained on fire for Jesus. Now, why? Why? Well, first of all, Peter did life with Jesus during his earthly ministry. He was one of the apostles. He saw miracles. He learned from what Jesus taught him. He learned from what Jesus said to him and what he said to others. He learned from his actions. Peter himself walked on water. He saw Jesus transfigured on the mountain. He witnessed Jesus even heal the soldier's ear that he cut off in the garden. He experienced himself the holy, perfect, compassionate, long-suffering love of Jesus. He experienced the truth that Jesus was all-knowing, all-powerful, forgiving, because he forgave Peter. 
and he witnessed the cruel death and all that it entailed. But then, there it is again, there's a but, but then three days later, he witnessed the risen Savior. He walked with, he talked with the risen Savior. Jesus, Peter, Peter had a personal encounter with Jesus, and this happened after he arose from the dead. We know this because in Luke 20, verse 34, we read that the two men that Jesus met on the road, um, he was talking to on the road, um, well, they testified. It is true. The Lord has risen, and he has appear, appeared to Simon Peter. Not only that, in 1 Corinthians 15, Peter is the first person mentioned in Paul's list of witnesses as being the first apostle to see the risen Christ. Now, this is a private appearance, and I suspect that it was to reassure him. Uh, because you see, Peter, well, he had just denied his Lord. He just denied Jesus three times. Now, the Gospels are completely silent as to the details of this meeting. But you know what? Jesus meets Peter. He seeks him out, and he restores the broken fellowship. Mercy? Unmeasurable mercy. Love? Unmeasurable love. And Peter is now on fire. He's on fire for Jesus, Nero or not. A personal encounter with Jesus sets a person on fire. Are you on fire, my friend? Are you on fire for Jesus? Peter knows firsthand that Jesus's resurrection is God's amen to Jesus's cry. It is finished. Our living hope is found in the eternal life we have in who? In Jesus, who conquered death itself. Jesus has conquered death, the consequences of your my sin. And Peter saw it, and he believed it, and he believed in Jesus. And the man who once denied Jesus is now immovable. Peter tells and he encourages the church in the Roman Empire, even though trials and trouble have and will come, you have an inheritance that is far greater than anything you could hope for or want for on this earth. You have an inheritance that far outweighs the trials and troubles you have and you will have. Why? Because Christ paid the full penalty for our sins. It's done. And because you believe, you are held secure and safe in Jesus for all eternity, forever and ever. And there is no greater hope than this. Do you believe it, my friends? Do you believe it? God indicated his complete satisfaction with the sacrificial work his son did on our behalf. On my behalf, do you believe it? The resurrection is a pledge that all who die in Christ will be raised from the dead. And this is our hope. And this hope is ours because of God's immeasurable mercy, because of God's immeasurable love. Peter is telling all who are suffering here on earth, hold on. Hold on, you have an inheritance and it's kept for you, for you and for me in heaven. 
Peter is telling those who are suffering, and oh boy, did the Christians of this day suffer. Look, look up. Your inheritance, your inheritance, well, it's incorruptible, which means it will never corrode, crack, or decay. It's death-proof, my friends. It's death-proof. It is undefiled, which means that the inheritance itself is in perfect condition. No tarnish or stain can dim its purity. It's sin-proof. It does not fade away, which means that it can never suffer variations in value, glory, or beauty. It's time-proof. It doesn't change. Earthly inheritance are sometimes at best, um, well, they're uncertain sometimes that... That's actually not true. Earthly inheritance are uncertain at best. Sometimes the value of an estate drops sharply because the market declines. Sometimes wills are successfully contested by parties not even mentioned in them. Sometimes people are deprived of an inheritance because of a legal technicality. But you see, this inheritance from God through Jesus is not subject to any of the changes of time, and there are no loopholes in the believer's title to it. There are no loopholes in your title to it. It is kept in the safety vault of heaven for those who are saved through faith in Jesus, who once again paid the price and conquered the consequences. Jesus resurrected from the dead. There is an inheritance with your name on it. Peter was fired up for Jesus, and he knew where his inheritance was. And he calls out to the people of his, of, of his day to remember the mercy of God, to remember that even though they are facing possible physical death at the hand of Nero, Jesus walked out of the grave. Death could not hold him down. Therefore, it will not hold them or us down either. That's their hope. That's our hope. Peter is calling out to all of us. He is saying, look to Jesus, the resurrected resurrected Jesus, who is now ascended to heaven. And through faith, he has cleansed you. He has forgiven you. And not only is our inheritance guarded in heaven for us, God is guarding those who believe in him on earth for our inheritance. We are kept safe here for eternity. Life can be tough. Life can be hard and scary and very uncertain on times. The battle you and I fight here on earth, they are very real, and I am in no way downplaying the heaviness of whatever battle you face. Any battle you are going to face or any battle that you have Face that you'll have to face in the future. What I am saying, though, is wherever you are, whatever battle you are fighting, maybe persecution itself, maybe the horrible battle of cancer or another sickness that is hard to manage, hard to live with, a sickness that may actually take your physical life. Maybe it's the battle that can come from a messy divorce, a broken relationship. Maybe it's the battle of trying just to make it through the day. And the anxiety and pressure are a burden that just seem too heavy to carry at times. These battles are very real. They're very real. But there is a but. Peter, this time 
Instead of denying Jesus, he ran straight into trouble, eventually losing his life for it. But he wanted the Christians living in Rome and all these years later, believers today, to know that. Even though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief and all kinds of trials, but praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in His great mercy has given us living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. You see, death is defeated. You and I belong to God through Jesus, and there is an inheritance with your name on it that through faith will never perish, never spoil or fade. Keep your eyes on your inheritance, my friend. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen.